Hey guys, welcome back. You're listening to Explicitly Speaking, where we have a tell-all conversation dissecting my sex life. And in this episode, episode 16, we dissect a little something closer. Closer to home. To home, closer to me than just my sex life. I think this is probably the most important episode we've done yet. And I'm really proud of you for sharing... Uh, sharing something that's so close to you. Oh, thank you. And I think, you know, listen listen through to it at the end because it's something, like I almost teared up a couple of times listening to it back, but it's so relatable for so many people. It's full they, on. And, they, and people experience this stuff all the time. And I think mm-hmm. for you to, to, to move forward, it was really important we had that, that chat. I think so. And, you know, I really realized that I want to give all these tools and communication and um, I want to facilitate all this stuff for people and have an impact and XYZ and um, it's the hard stuff to talk about that makes the most impact I think and hopefully somebody will take something away from this and or just relate you know so enjoy But I want to start and just say that we just tried to have this conversation. Yeah. And you weren't honest. <laughs> I was honest. I just wasn't. Yeah. So okay. we're going to take this again and you're going to be honest with me. You're going to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Anyway. People often say to me <laughs> when I describe you and I describe the podcast... And I say, yeah, she's, you know, super open and loves life and just does what she wants sexually. And people always go to me, what happened to her? Like something must have happened for her to be that way. Mm. And I always get really defensive and I'm like, no, like why does something have to happen to someone for them to, to want to do that? Yeah. I don't think it's a reactionary thing. Like I don't think you, you're doing it to react to something. But I think the reason you are the way you are now is as a result of things that have happened. Like anybody's like that. Yeah. You know? It shapes who you are. Yeah, and your way of thinking. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, people are hearing these stories from your life now, but they don't know who... Who I was back then. Who you were. (laughs) Like before before we met. Yeah. I I only know you as this person. Yeah. Because the first time I met you, you'd just come out of your relationship. Yeah. You know, that two and a half years ago. Yeah. Um, So I'd love for you to share with me that story, enlighten me on, you know, who you were and Mm -hmm. how that whole experience uh, through your relationship kind of changed your way of thinking and maybe how how it still shows up now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Actually, even how this conversation came up. Yeah. Okay, let's start with how this conversation came up. Number one. (laughs) So um, I've been doing a lot of reflecting the past few weeks and listening to some podcasts on like vulnerability and all that good stuff. And I was listening to Oprah's Super Soul Conversations with Brene Brown and Brene Brown studies shame and vulnerability and courage and all that good stuff. And um, I was listening and it, what she was saying, you can't 
be completely sexual with somebody without being completely vulnerable. And that kind of struck me because I was like... What does it mean? It mean it means you, you're giving yourself, you're giving your whole self to somebody. Okay. And I think what came up for me is the difference between being in a relationship and being sexual. So like... I don't give myself, I give, yes, my sexual self and, and my body essentially to somebody when I'm having sex with them, but it's a whole nother ball game when you give, when I give my mind and my heart and have sex with somebody I'm in a relationship with. That's me being vulnerable. You know, I don't, I don't, I'm not vulnerable in sex with strangers say but when it hit me when and I got thinking about my last relationship and what came out of it it was just the kind of like that comment that made me think about vulnerability and um and like why, why you haven't had sex like that since yeah okay yeah and yeah I think like that sparred I haven't had sex like that since my last relationship and like why am I still single and like it, it sparked that kind of thinking in my brain. Like, what what am I closed off to? Am I closed off? Um, what is the pattern? You know, like, thinking about the people that I've been with and the pattern that I have with them, I'm hit it and quit it. <laughs> you know, don't get too close. And um, that's kind of what sparked this. And then I came to you and I was like, I think it's time that I share about what happened in my last relationship and how it ended. And because um, I think I've been so open and honest and I want to, or we want to out of this, create change and create conversation and maybe have an impact on people in the way they think and the way they get through things or the way they have conversations. And um, I realize that I'm compartmentalizing what I share. I think what's really important is around that word vulnerability. And, and we're so, um, when we talk, we're like, yep, we share everything. Mm-hmm. This is who I am. And I think um, you in particular are really quick to share the things that you're totally okay about. Mm-hmm. You know, everything you've heard up until now on this podcast is things that you are so okay with. You don't care what, what people, people think. Say. Yeah. So that's not vulnerability. Yeah. There's no risk in that. Yeah. To be truly vulnerable, you need to share the stuff that... Is scary. Is scary <laughs> and, and you might not like what the reaction of others is going to be. Yeah. And I might not like what the reaction of myself will be. Mm. You know, I don't know what's going to happen in this conversation. I'm freaking shaking. I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm like... Ugh. It makes me feel like I have a freaking... What's it called? Thing in my throat, you know, when you're just like. (laughs) So, yeah. So this is a scary conversation for me. And I only a few people know this. And yeah, I'm going to share about how my last relationship has affected. Essentially how my last relationship Mm -hmm. has affected me and what's coming up now okay then so 
What happened to you? <laughs> what happened to you? <laughs> well, let's... Um, firstly, let's go into what I was like before. So, before my relationship um, that I just had... Just had. That I just had two and a half years ago. <laughs> Holy shit, it's been two and a half years. Um, before that, like, my first breakup, we broke up amicably. amicably. Yeah. Yeah. Like... All good. Um, well, not all good. People got hurt, but it was it was like nothing. Nobody cheated. Nobody like there was. It didn't work. Yeah, it just didn't work out. We were yeah. two different people in the same place that were going different ways in life, which and happens. which happens, you know. And yeah, it was a little bit ugly, but we got through it, sure. you know. And we respect each other, and 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 that kind of stuff. Um. And so after that relationship, and I was over that relationship before, so it didn't take me very long to get back on on the Howard horse and dating and stuff like that. But before, in between my first relationship and my second relationship, I was very, like, I would go on dates and and, like, allow myself to feel, you know, like the first guy I caught a little bit of feeling for, you know, and I liked him and I hung out with him and, um, I wasn't afraid to, to do that. You know, I was, it didn't work out obviously, but I wasn't, yeah, I guess afraid to just put myself out there, you know, more than sexually. So yes, I, I was sexual then as well, but I would, Give, myself, give people more of me. And I think this is what I'm really noticing now with the pattern that I'm looking back on is that I'm a different person. I'm a totally different person now than what I was after my first breakup. And I think there's a reason. <laughs> so so you, were, you were in Canada um, how many years ago? Oh, five now. Five I moved years. here five years ago, yeah. So you moved here for a guy that you'd caught the feels for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who I felt deeply, madly, move your life, settle down in love with. Yeah. Yeah. And when I fall in love, I fall in love hard. Like it was, yeah, yeah, seriously. (laughs) When I'm in a relationship, I am in a relationship, you know, and they, they're not all that matters, but like I'm with them, I support them, I love them, I would do anything. And what was it like? What was it like moving here, moving your life over? It was easy. It was one of the easiest things I ever did. What made it so easy? Um, the fact that I was in love with somebody, it made it made it easy for me, you know. And and he loved me, and we were gonna start a life together. And it, yeah, and we trusted each other, and it was exciting. And actually, because we were apart for about six months, and that was the easiest thing we ever did. Communication was great, like. The, the biggest problem that we had was that we missed each other mm-hmm. so much. And how long were you guys together? Four years? Uh, yes, almost four years. Yeah. yeah. And what happened towards the end of that? Oh. Um, yeah, he wasn't the same person that I fell in love with at the end. How so? Um, he would show up for other people and I was the last person on his list to show up for. Mm-hmm which I probably let go on a lot longer than I should have, but I was, again, in love with him. 
and was holding on to um, what it was in the beginning. And what was the breaking point for you? Um, the breaking point was the straw that broke the camel's back was that some one of his mates was in the hospital and he actually didn't tell me about it. And there was a lot of different things that that came up that he didn't share with me. And he, he was, I think he was going, yeah, well, I know he was going through a lot of stuff and it just wasn't the right timing. Um, and that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Cause I was like, you're going to find somebody that you want to tell everything to and that you want to share with. And that person isn't me. And I was broken. And was that a conversation you had with him? Yeah. 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 I was crying. It was, it was awful because it was that realization that, you know, I'm, I'm not the person that you need, mm-hmm. you know, and me, if I were to stay, it would be for selfish reasons. Right. Yeah. Was there anything else? Um, well, after that, so that's how we broke up. Okay. Yeah. And then... It must um, have been really hard because you asked... You were still in love with him. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't break up because I fell out of love at but all. But you knew that it wasn't, it just wasn't going to be what you both wanted. No. And I like... For each other. Yeah. I think I wasn't the person for him and me realizing that and was really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, How did he take it? Oh, he was crushed. I think he thought I was the person for him, right. but how he showed up... Like uh, his actions said otherwise. I guess it's one of those things that's you commit so much to, Mm -hmm. and it's hard to change. Yeah, you know, in the back of your mind, it's the best thing. Yeah, but it's hard. Yeah, it sucked to start over again. Yeah, and to start over like my entire life was based on the fact that I was here with him. You know, like I, I that was my identity. Your best Here. friend almost. Yeah, yeah. and um, to have to refine who I was without excuse me, without him here sucked. But so that happened and um, we were done and I was like trying to move out. We were still sleeping in the same bed. Like we were still it was one of those things again that it was we made an adult decision. Like we went through the same shit. I know. <laughs> we made an adult decision. And um and I was going to move out, but we we still, like, I still loved him, you know? We were just going on different paths. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I found something out that changed the game completely. Mm-hmm. So I had, a, I had a feeling for about a month or so, but I didn't really act on anything. Um, and then, long story short, I ended up finding out that he was invested in somebody else. Like sexually or, or I don't know if it definitely both. emotionally. Right. Um, I don't know if it ever got physical. That is something that is neither here nor there. Okay. Um, How'd you find that out? Oh, I went through his phone. Yeah. You're one of them. I guess <laughs> when he gets to that point. Okay, settle down. <laughs> like I've never, never. It shouldn't matter. Yeah, shouldn't it doesn't matter. actually yeah. matter if you. And actually, you know when when you've got that feeling in your head that that's something you need to do. Yeah. It's okay, you know, and if, yeah, it is, it is what it is. I am not one of those. 
okay, let's just get that clear. Um, but I had a hunch and I didn't act on it for ages and I'm so grateful that I did. How did you have a hunch? What sort of things happened that? Oh, I just, it was very secretive. Um, I got like sneaky. It was just like a feeling, you know, sneaky vibes. And it was just somebody, the same person kept coming up on his phone and up on his phone and up on his phone. And I was like, I need to see if this is anything. And it ended up being horrific. What what sort of things did you find? Um, Oh, it was more the emotional, the emotional like affair type thing. Like he was... If he had just had sex with her, great. You know, like, that's done and done. You make a mistake or, or whatever. If it, You can move on from that. But the fact that he was seeking something from her emotionally that he couldn't get from me really, really struck me deep. What sort of things are, like, were they saying that made you realize? Um, like, well, what, what makes you realize that they have an emotional connection there? Oh, just the way that they were talking okay. to each other, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it was him lying about where he was and right. he was with her and and that kind of stuff. And I don't even... It, well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I can't remember now, but I just remember the feeling of it being like, holy shit, you should be saying those things to me. How did you react you to know? that when you found that, found that out? Oh, God, I went... I was just beside myself. Like... So when I confronted him, I was very calm. I, you confronted him right away? No, no. I waited a day. <laughs> so um, I went to work the next day after I found it out, and I was just a hot mess, hey? Like crying. I couldn't even talk to anybody because I would just break out into tears. And I knew that I had to confront him almost straight away. Yeah. And when I did, it was a very adult conversation. It was one of those things that was like, look... I found this and I, I know what you did and I'm really hurt and I can't believe you are capable of doing this. I never thought you were capable of that. And um, and then I went, I it, it was almost like I couldn't let him see me angry or sad because then he won. So I went and I stayed at my girlfriend's place. How did then, he react when you said that stuff? Oh, he was devastated. What did he say? He, um, it was a lot about, he doesn't know why he makes these decisions and he's at, like out of control. He was going through a lot. And I think the biggest thing for me in that was repeating to myself and knowing that what happened didn't actually have anything to do with me. It had nothing to do with me. He was seeking something from somebody else that he couldn't get from me because I knew who he was. Mm-hmm. Whatever that is, validation or I don't know what it was, but yeah, it had it had nothing to do with me. And you were relying on this guy for a visa. Yeah, that was a whole other ball game. Hey? So, I mean, that must have been hard knowing... You're on thin ice, you know, yeah. that if you end this thing, yeah. that's this, you know, this whole life that you created, created. And you didn't have a life back home. Yeah, anymore. You, know, no. you can't stay. You have to go back and yeah. start again. What's that like? It's almost like I, 
because that that had I had that had nothing. Obviously, I had nothing to do with my decision, you know, or why I was with him or or anything like that. But then afterwards, it was like, holy fuck, my entire life still depends on this guy, you know? And um, I made a decision to not be angry and to not show him how I felt. And I... I've never done that since the night that mm. I confronted him. Yeah. So I just suppressed it and all my girlfriends got the got the load of it. Mm. Yeah. And so I don't really know what my question is here. <laughs> if you've never had a chance to be angry at him. Yeah. How do you how do you get clear of, of your feelings towards him? I think time was my my thing, you know? Like, because the more time went on, the less angry I was. And now, and now it's like, I went through a stage that I was angry, but I couldn't, again, I couldn't say anything to him. And I don't think he, it's, and now it's more like, he doesn't actually know how this affected me and how his actions impacted my life. And I think that is the thing for me that um, that would have me be clear of it. And even just talking like this, like he doesn't know that for weeks I just cried, cried. I couldn't, I had no idea how, what hurt felt like until I felt betrayed by the person that I trusted the most in the world. And it was like nothing I've ever experienced before. Like just the, it was almost like mourning, mourning the loss of somebody, you know, like all of a sudden this person's here, you see every day, you live together you're happy and he's just gone. And the and not only is he gone, but you're questioning your relationship. How is the person that I trust the most capable of hurting me on such a crazy, crazy level? How is that even possible? Mm. You know, like what? Does he even care about me? Did he even care about me? You know, like that goes through your mind what, like, why, you know? Why couldn't he just cut me off and move on? Like, it, there's just so many things that he doesn't realize. And that what happened, I've now grown to know that I bring that into the relationships that I have now. Because now I keep everybody at arm's length. I don't go two feet in like I like I did before. Well, tell me about that. What What do you mean by that? Um, like I don't let people or guys, for that matter, get too close for me to start feeling something. Because as soon as I start feeling something, I either play it off like I'm not, and then or I just cut it before that even happens. So that's why sleeping with a guy once is really 
easy. So easy. You know, and it's it's great, and I love doing it, but, like, I never let anybody get too close because I'm afraid of getting hurt. And I know that is completely not the way to go into a relationship. I know that. I've learned that. I've trained on that, you know? But it's, it's something that is really coming up for me now because now that I'm listening to all these stupid podcasts... I'm like, wait a second. Why do I hit it and quit it? You know, <laughs> like why, why do I do that? And it, it is like, I don't want to trust somebody and then have that happen to me again. Because it was honestly the worst, the worst thing. What do you want? Like in what context? What is a, what is the, perfect relationship look like for you ideal relationship mm. the perfect relationship is there one no but <laughs> what's what are you looking for yeah you know? i just want somebody to show up for me what do you mean you what know sort of things? um to show yeah support me you know Surprise me at work, <laughs> you know, like do, I don't know, somebody to just do the, like the little things, somebody to just, just be there. I don't need much. Somebody to just be there mm. and to want to be there and to not have it be work. Right. Mm hmm. Cause it's funny, isn't it? When we, you're constantly going, I don't want this. I don't want this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do everything I can not to have this. Not to have this happen to me mm -hmm. again. But the only way to actually get what you want is to be open to having that happen again. Yeah, exactly. Which I'm quite quickly learning. <laughs> and it's fucking scary. Yeah. You know, like it, it really... It makes you... Yeah, it's scary. Yeah, to have your feelings vulnerable to the actions of others. Yeah, absolutely, because that's what happened. That. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Not really nice. Hmm? It's not nice. I'm thinking about it. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that it's like if I because yeah I want to be in a relationship. I love being in relationships. Love them. Um. What do you get? What do you want to get from? the person you're in a relationship with that you can't get from a friendship? I think that intimacy, like sexually, yes, absolutely. But somebody that you can be best friends with, like open, share, and have that intimacy in the bedroom as well and that sexual chemistry and it just makes it so much better. Mm -hmm. Isn't it funny because uh, your life right now, you have mm. your friends mm -hmm. over here and you have your dating life over here. Yeah. And I don't like to meld the two. <laughs> no. You don't let someone come and, yeah. you know, it's like the night times for dating. Yeah. You wake up in the morning, as soon as it's breakfast time, off you go. Yeah. Back to my friends. Yeah. And it's so funny because the friends that I have are, I'm so, so lucky. Oh, what did she, in, in, I think part two of the Daring Greatly talk with Oprah, Brene Brown was saying, um, you have those friends that you 
I forget what she called them. Let's say like the, the whole, the whole you, they know the whole you and you can go to them and say anything and they'll just listen and they'll be there and they won't judge. And that is something that not a lot of people have. And she's like, you're lucky if you get one of those friends, one of them. And then she said, if you have two or three jackpot and I'm sitting there and I'm like, holy shit, I have probably five, six, seven of those friends that I know I can go to and say, I fucked up, or this is what I'm feeling, or I did this, or anything, and they won't judge me, and they will be there with me in it. And I think that's what makes it easier for me to compartmentalize sex and that because I have that with so many of my friends. Why do you think you have that? If it's so rare to come across one of those friends, yeah. why do you think you, of all people, have so many of them? Mm-hmm. I think because... <laughs> You're allowed to say I'm, something nice about I yourself. know. <laughs> <laughs> because I am like that as well. So I... I'm very open and non-judgmental and all of those friends have come to me with different things and um, I'll never share. Like I'm a closed, a vault, as Brene Brown puts it. Um, I won't judge. I'll be there. I'm loyal. Yeah. And... I haven't found a man that is better than any one of my best friends. Right. And until that happens, I think until I trust somebody again like I trust my friends, it won't be. When a you thing. first I'd like to think I'm one of those friends. Yes. Do you think when you first met me? Right? You yeah. first met me, probably one day, two days into meeting me. Yeah. You knew that? No. no. Yeah, no. Definitely <laughs> That's not. True. I'd be concerned. So isn't it funny, you know, like it takes these things for people to prove themselves, right? Yeah. And you have to be open. You know, I'm sure the first time the first time that I proved that that was going to be the case, yeah. you would have had to make something vulnerable to me. Right? Yes, that's very true. And so for you to say, I'm waiting for someone to come along and be this... Oh, you're the worst. <laughs> and be this knight in shining armor who's better than any of my friends after one uh, or two dates. That's not real. I know, okay. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. Oh. Okay. Like, I don't know anyone who I've met like that. Yeah. Where you just go, oh, these are better, you're than, the all, one. <laughs> better than all my best friends. Yeah. Forget it. Oh, my God. You called me out there. Yep. Yep. Agreed. You're the worst. Agreed, that's it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. It's so true. And I'm so lucky. And I think it's easy. It's the easy road for me to say that. I have so many friends that I trust and I can share and be intimate with essentially without the sexual part that 
all I need is the sexual part so I can find that elsewhere. Mm. It's easier to do that than it is to think of giving what I give to my friends and giving what I give to my sexual partners and melding those two to be potentially clobbered again. Which sucks because I was never like that before. You know, and I would go go into relationships and trust and if it didn't work out, it didn't work out. You know, and he took something from me. And I'm angry about it. Mm. He took that piece of me. And now it's... If he keeps that piece of me, then he wins. And I'm giving him essentially the reins and power over me. And I don't want to do that anymore. He's had the reins over me without even knowing for the past two and a half years, I think. Uh, (laughs) Oh my God. I'm having like an awakening here. (laughs) He's, yeah, he's held me down for the past two and a half years without even knowing it. Mm. And he he wouldn't want me to be like that, I know. But he has had the power in our relationship for the past two and a half years without even me even knowing it. I'm just figuring this out right now. (laughs) What the hell? What the hell? (laughs) So what's got a shift? Oh, God. It obviously already has shifted. Yeah, you know, that, like, yeah. The, the realization there, I think, is, is, is massive. Yeah. Because he still comes up, you know? And, like, I talk about him still and... A lot. Yeah. More than you're aware of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else a shift? I don't, I don't know. And what's funny is, is, you know, you say, it has nothing to do with me. Yeah. And I know you know that. Yeah. But I don't know if you believe it. Because I don't know if it would still be here. Yeah. If, if I thought if that. If you thought that. I know it. I definitely know it. It just was, it just was like, I just don't... I don't understand how somebody is capable of hurting somebody so much that they trust. I think that was the thing for me. Like, I would never do that to you. Why did you do that to me? Why did you do that to me? Mm -hmm. I trusted you. I gave my life for you. Why did it happen? You know, and I never... I never really got a reason and I never got a true apology. I never got because he sat in the space of why me? Why do I do this? He was the victim. Why do I make these decisions? You need to let yourself be the victim. Yeah. Of that. You know, like Mm -hmm. you chose not to share it with him. Yeah. You chose for it to not be his fault. Totally. Totally. Interesting. Interesting. It's all very interesting. Well. 
that was that was a lot. <laughs> that, was, that was a lot. That was hard to listen to, actually, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. How did it? Um, how did it feel listening back to that? I must have blacked out during that whole conversation because there's parts of it that I was like, "Holy shit, that is profound." <laughs> But it was good. It was good to listen to it back and kind of digest it a little bit more. And yeah. You actually went and caught up with him. Yeah. Uh, the other day. Mm-hmm. How'd it go? It, was, it went really, really well. I just wanted to let him know that this was coming up and um, it was nice because he already knew about the podcast <laughs> just quietly. Um but it was a really great conversation, you know, and um, he's doing really well now. And I got to know him a little bit. I got to know him as a person and as who he is now. And I can definitely see that he's learned from some of the mistakes that he made in the past, which is awesome. Um, and that's all I really wanted. Do you think you're a little bit more clear of it all now? A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I think... This was my kind of chance to say how it impacted me and to kind of share my story and to, um, yeah, to really realize that I, how I choose to be in relationship is my choice and nobody, nobody can dictate what that looks like for me except for me. Love that. Yeah. And guys, if you almost teared up as well. <laughs> because I know I did. It was, it was a lot. Flick us five stars. And can you please leave a review? Please. That really helps. That really helps a lot. Write one of them. Write one of those. What came up for you today? <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. <laughs>